The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture. Just a couple of times when I've answered the, the phone, uh, I must have said, hey, or something like that. And then she starts fucking going off. I it's know. like, I'm on the phone. You know I'm on the phone. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. We get it every now and again when you say seriously at work. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And Siri goes, how can I help you? <laughs> like you can't. You can't yeah. help me at all. Go away, please. You re- realise Suri is basically like the, the, the new modern version of that little paperclip thing? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. look like you're writing a letter. Can I help you? <laughs> no, you can't, you little annoying fuck. <laughs> God, we should have recorded some of this. Oh, oh dear. dear. We did. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, lordy lord. So, um, yes, I, I like that you've got your seeing eyeglasses on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was like, the, this is the... <sighs> The thing is, like, I think as soon as you turn 40, like, everything starts going downhill. Ooh. So it's it's just, like, uh, my eyes just started to go. And then each year, uh, I've had to progressively get, uh, you know, stronger prescriptions for seeing. And it's so weird because, like, I just had such good vision for so long. Well, yeah, you used to donate. You used to just get a pair of glasses and donate them. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now I still I still give the old ones uh, back to the... Uh, yeah, I still, I still get the glasses back, the ones I don't, don't use anymore. But yeah. now every year I'm almost getting a new pair of prescription every year because yeah. my eyes are just going down. Progressively getting worse. Yeah. I, yeah. I had one really dodgy eye and one sort of dodgy eye and slowly the the sort of dodgy eyes become like closer to the really dodgy eyes. So now I do just have two really dodgy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! It's, uh, yeah, but anyway, it's all good. Um, have you got the squishy ball? In case Ooh. Fiddle McGee over there needs to fiddle oh. with something. I, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe. Oh, do we need the spoiler bell as well? Yeah. Just get everything. Well, I... Get I, all the toys. I can't believe you broke fidget spinners. Because oh, you, did I tell you guys? You t- I think you said it on air. There's did, a squishy ball Thank for you, you and a spoiler bell for me. Um, I, I'm a fidgeter. I have to be fidgeting things all all the time. I'm a chewer as well. Like I'll chew pens. I'll, oh, really? Like I'll so chew... look at your nails. Oh, my nails aren't you too You don't chew bad. your nails? I don't really chew my nails, but just things. Like I'll get a straw. And I love how nowadays they're using those cardboard kind of paper straws, yeah. which are great for the environment. But I chew them just a bit and I need a new one every time. I'm just wondering how economical it actually <laughs> is for me but oh my goodness you know, whereas the plastic ones i would chew but at least they would last a little longer <laughs> i like the but, uh, uh, the visuals <laughs> that we've got going on as well oh uh, dear one day we're gonna have to start recording oh no let's not never do that um, because nah. i think that would be very entertaining oh i'm glad you've got something because i roll up bits of paper and it drives my husband and my mother absolutely nuts <laughs> and they joke about oh my mum's so happy that i've moved on because now all the little bits of paper uh, you moved out. house. No, like you moved out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, because she used to find all these rolled up pieces of paper, and then you know I love those. Like you know when you take a band aid off, and the like other sides of the band aid, they're just really great for rolling. 
What about that, um, the snot glue that they put cards onto bits of paper? Snot glue. You know that oh, stuff? Dance. Yeah, no, no, that's not the same <laughs> oh God, thing. This is like a little excited jiggle. I, I know. Exactly. I like pulling it off. <laughs> yeah, and it rolls up really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, love it. No, I don't roll a lot like pulling that off but I like the the actual paper and the backs of like you know when you put a 3m hook on the on the mm, wall yeah and the yeah the backs of that and then Chris will just annoy me and he'll he'll have a sticker and, and he'll show it to me like oh look you get to roll this up and then he'll scrunch it up in front of me I'm like you bastard we've all got our things up you know we've know. all got our things we did all do want, weird things did you want me to get you a band-aid just in case you get bored during the show <laughs> uh, do some band-aid rolling no no let's not waste band-aids. Got any band-aids left Lewis mm. uh, why Lewis? what have you been using them for oh this is a, like okay I was telling Cecilia before that I've, I've been having throat problems for like the last nine months months and so i went to an ear nose and throat person and they've given me all these techniques well they've given me all these things i can't do so that i get my throat better it's kind of worked as well uh like you know i've got to reduce my caffeine and reduce my tannins which means red wine which i love basically i went in there and went what what things do you love? And and I said, well, I like your know, beer and wine and 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 whiskey and, and talking and coffee and talking and right, stop that. <laughs> uh, and and then your, your throat will get better. And so that was one part of it. But then then I also had to go to a, a speech therapist as well uh, to to because what is happening is my my voice box. Uh, the, the, you've got your your vocal cords and you've got these false vocal cords and the, the false vocal cords aren't really supposed to do much at all mm. but they're still there and and if you talk in a certain way they, they kind of kick in and are doing the work they shouldn't be doing Wow! and so I've got to try to retrain my my vocal cords to do the work and not have these false ones going get, let me get in there let me, let me have a crack How on you know, earth do you know which vocal cords you're using? That sounds insane and insane Possible. I know. Well, part of the thing is like I've got to do the, these exercises. Do you have to sing? No, no, I don't oh, have to sing. I've got to, I've got to, to like hum though. I've got to do these exercises, and that that's it's this is the, the really embarrassing part. Is it's like the um, waiting for the band aids? Oh yeah, no, it, no, 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 okay. Yeah, got to do the leader. Yeah, yeah. so okay. the leader. but with the with the, the vocal thing, I've got to do the these like exercises to to help the uh, the, the vocal cords do the correct thing, and it's the uh, the first thing I've got to do is like do this big. Smile like that, and then I gotta imagine my throat is opening up, and then I gotta breathe, and I gotta uh, breathe because apparently, like when you do that and you breathe, it's yeah. open. You should, be, you should, like I should have taken yeah, a photo. You shouldn't, you shouldn't actually, you shouldn't actually hear you when you do that breathing. You shouldn't hear anything at all because oh. everything's open, so it should just be like in and out. I love your speech therapist. I hate noisy breathers. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's that's one. Of it. It's like you got to do that like three times, thirty times a day kind of thing. And oh my god, which is really hard. But then it's actually the other things like um, to get the projection thing. So you're trying to project with the your uh, the your breath instead of like forcing it out with with my throat as I mm. have been doing. And so I've got to try to project. And so I imagine you know, my voice is throwing it over there, and you've got to go like that and then like you gotta throw words in there and it's all like always m words because you're starting off with an m mommy my mother my my so that was but the worst one is the the other the worst projection one you gotta do she's got okay right now you gotta imagine you're a kid in a playground and it's not hard for you to imagine you're a kid and and you're seeing a um another your kid you want to make fun of them not nice bullying is bad uh and you go like uh na 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 (laughs) 
so that's what I gotta do. I gotta scratch up my nose and go na 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 to try to like learn to project and stuff. See, we're laughing because it's the first time we've seen it, and and no, no, he's kept this secret. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, he must do it in the car. Yeah, I do it in the car, and I, that's why I like to work from home is because it's less embarrassing. Because could you imagine if I was at work and I just go na 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 na? Right, Lewis has fucking lost it. Okay, right, oh, uh, it had to happen sometime. Fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, that was one of the things. Now, as I say about things I enjoy doing, right? And it was like, I think it's invariably if you go to the, uh, the doctors with any complaint, mm. it'll always be the solution is stop doing stuff you enjoy. Mm. And so I was there and uh, I was the uh, the uh, speech therapist was like, do you do any like exercise and stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, I go to the gym and like I do a bit of aerobic exercise and then I lift weights. And, yeah. And so, right, right. Do you have to lift weights? <laughs> no. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was kind of like, apparently, like, again, when I'm you know, lifting weights, you're tensing everything up, including mm. your throat. And so that, again, is attributing to, to my issue. So now I've had to stop lifting weights. Not everyone, though. You get serious war face when you're... War face. <laughs> he, he gets like, war, <laughs> show us your war face. Um, he gets war face whenever he's lifting weights. Like, he'll just be doing, like, little, like, bicep curls. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Show us your war face, Lou. <laughs> Come on, you just did the weird breathing exercise. No, I just, I just see, like, like, he did the teeth. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just like lifting up. But you do, you do. I tend to crunch everything in. Yeah. So um, that that's I've got to got to stop doing that. And so instead of doing the the weightlifting, I've just upped the aerobic side of things. And so I'm like running and um, uh, doing the, the the stepper. The step is fine. Step is not a problem. Running you tend to uh, cause a lot of moisture uh, and you, 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 you're wearing a shirt. Oh, no. And and you can get uh, chafed nipples. Uh, <laughs> men, men can get uh, chafed nipples. Women generally don't because you've got a sports bra on or you should have a sports bra on. Look after those boobs, ladies. Uh, but men... Man, like yeah. oh my god! No, the amount of women you see like running down the road, the thing they're just going everywhere and just going. <laughs> you are just doing yourself some damage, love. Get yourself into a sports bra, get it properly done, because like otherwise, it's saggy boob central. Anyway, uh, back to the public uh, service uh, announcement uh, from Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's some ladies. Just a note: most women have saggy like boobs, it. regardless. You know, it just it, happens. It just, it, I just feel so bad for them. Like when it looks like they're going to get smacked in the face by them and stuff. It's like you don't want to get knocked out by your own boobs. It's just not fair. Now back to the the the, the, the just like such a boy thing. One, how many boobs do you know that could actually whack someone in the face? <laughs> Tell there me. was this woman last night. I think she could have done some fair damage. Really? Yeah. Uh. But no, it, 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 but the the male nipples are not protected like your female nipples are. There, there's so far there's no man bra. So yes, uh, there are those um the the dockers and stuff wear them. The bro. They do. Yeah. They, they do wear the, the man bra. But I, I can't afford them because I'm not a football player. Uh, so uh, you just got to go like a bit of a bit pasty on the the old nipples uh, to make sure they don't get chafed while while running. So yeah. That's well, that's coming to that's, it. That's uh, that must be a sight when he takes off. Your, do you get to see it? No. Oh, because we go pain. in the morning and I go straight to work and he goes, comes back here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get to see it. Oh, that's disappointing. It's another little secret that he keeps from me. <laughs> <laughs> Married couples should not keep secrets, Lewis. <laughs> what do you want me to take? A, a, Especially like a, nipple related secrets. Take a selfie before I take the bandages off. Oh no! But it's, it's not, Is that a gin and tonic? 
Just out of what? curiosity. No, it's a ginger beer. Okay, I, was looking, I just I was saw the gin. The I just stuff. saw this gin, like the gin right there on the counter. Oh, so you're and then I just cracking I was into like, it. I was like, that's all right. I just, I just had to know. She's getting no, into the right. Star is Born feeling. Right, well, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and we're all drinking. Exactly. I Which think, is a common theme in, in, in the films. So I think there's issues if you're drinking by, by what, what time is it now? It's 10, 10.30? Don't they always say it's 12 o'clock somewhere? Yeah, they do. They do. They, the alcoholics say that, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been seeing a lot of fringe shows. Yes. And it's yeah. coming to an end, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit over the theatre. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's nice to have a night in and watch something at home. Yeah, it is, which we kind of did last night mm. after we got back from the Fringe show. But um, the thing that I was thinking about last night, having been to a lot of theatre, um, was something that I've been considering about A Star Is Born, and that is that if something is around for long enough, it you get like multiple productions of mm-hmm. things so that's what we're starting to see with movies so you know you've got shakespeare that's been going on for like what like hundreds of years 200 years odd uh 500 years is it really it's like 1500s oh gosh okay <laughs> like a couple of hundred years you know <laughs> about that 50 years. The 50 years like he's really old he's <laughs> <laughs> got grey's hairs and all but what you get as well is like you get like different productions. So as time goes on, you've got different technology available and like, you know, different pop culture stuff going on. So mm. everything's different. And I guess that probably leads us into what we're doing today. But um, Lewis, do you want to let us know who we're listening to and stuff? Well, you're listening to Tangent City and uh, you're listening to me. I'm Lewis, uh, as Kat said. Uh, this is uh, Kat. Hello. This is Rachel. Hi. And this is Cecilia. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how we always have a different intro every time. I know. Well, we have to. We could pre-record one, I suppose. Because we're not that organised. <laughs> we aren't Why organized. would we want to pre-record? Exactly. I, that just sounds... Uh, not sounds like a like lot of us. work. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something else we have to edit. And we when I like say we, I mean cat. <laughs> we do. We do have an intro. Like there, there is the, I know. the, the bit beforehand. This is just we don't. Know. We can't even get through the bloody <laughs> intro. We just interrupted. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, Lewis. <laughs> Keep going with the intro. Let's just just reintroducing ourselves, just in case anyone forgot from the last episode. So, uh, yeah, or course. from like the five minutes ago where the show started. Oh no, we don't say our names in the intro, do we? No, no. no. Yeah, it's just the velvety voice of cat welcoming you mm. we were right. playing it in the car the other day because a friend was wanting to have a listen to it and he's just like oh who did your intro <laughs> 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 he's like oh yeah no i can hear it <laughs> sorry did we interrupt your intro again no no, no. we're so, done well, i think we're done with the intro and like the the i think the idea on to this this show today is to talk about um a star is born and because I think we all got fascinated by, by the movie because the movie that came out last year in 2018 was quite good. I think we all enjoyed that movie. But the idea. Yeah, did we? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay. The this voice is, of dissent. This will be interesting. Oh, the other day on Unscripted, you said. Um, Ruth, ba- you were talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm. and you were calling her um, the voice of consent. <laughs> did he? Wow. Yeah. She, she's the voice of dissent. She's a dissenting opinion. Yeah, but you but said she's consent. Also, she's also a consenting opinion as well. She, <laughs> I listened back to that and I did not hear yeah. it. I laughed so hard in the car. <laughs> Oopsie. I've got speech problems. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got high behind that one for a while. English is yep. not my first language. 
No, well, it baby is. is. Yeah, I'm good, good, Um Anyway, should we ring the uh, the bell? Yes, we're we're not going to spoil one movie. We're not going to spoil two movies. We're not going to spoil three movies. We're going to spoil four movies. Yep, yep, that's it. All called A, a Star, Star is, is Born. born. <laughs> um, now, I think I'm the only one who saw the original, the 1937 version. Yeah. So this is, um, someone forgot to do the copyright and uh, now it's like freely available. So it's actually on YouTube. Huh. Yeah. So um, this has got uh, Janet Gaynor, who was 28 when she did this. I'm always interested. I, I looked at the age difference of all the, the characters mm. um, because... Um, the age difference between Bradley Cooper and, and uh, Lady Gaga or Stephanie, whatever her last name is, mm. um, is like 11 years or something. And that seems to be all of the iterations. There seems to be about that age difference, eight to, uh, you know, 11 to 13, although Barbara Streisand and um, Chris Christopher's a bit closer. Um, I can't remember the name of the um, – I should. I could look at my phone. Look at your phone. <clears throat> uh, but originally the um, – the stars were called Esther. Uh, oh, Esther and Norman. Is it Esther? Yeah, and Norman, Esther Bloggart, who yes. had her name changed to Vicky, Vicky Lester. That's it. And Norman Main um, in the thirty-seven version, played by some dude called Frederick March. Um, but it tells a. They're into origin stories back then. You know, Hollywood was a really big thing. Um, you know, it, it was new and everyone thought it was amazing. So, and everyone had to have an origin story because that's what they did um, back then, you know, and they changed their hair and, you know, changed their name and gave them an origin story. So um, she's got an origin story. She comes from Dakota. She She's all starry-eyed and wants to be an actress. And then she gets discovered um, like at a waiting gig by this really famous guy called Norman Maine. And then he... He's a drinker. They fall in love and blah, 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 blah. So if you've seen the new version, um, you know, it sort of follows the same story and all of them sort of follow the same story of, you know, the unknown getting known by someone famous, you know, and then uh, they fall in love and the alcohol is a problem. But in the original one, it's movies. In the 1954 version, it's musicals. In the 1976 version, it's rock stardom. And in the 2018 version, it's pop stardom, I guess, and country stardom. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting thing is, you know, in the first three iterations, um, Norman Maine or in the 76 version, I think his name was John John Norman Howard. John Norman, yeah. And what was Bradley Cooper's name? Jackson. Yeah. Jackson Maine. So he kept the same last name. Yeah. But, yeah, the the first three, he really is kind of, uh, kind of, what would you say, like a, a... He's a dying star, like... Yeah, he's come to his, his, his peak, really, and he, yeah. he's kind of just fading away, really. Well, I don't, it's horrible, but... I, yeah, I feel like Bradley Cooper's version was not a fading star. He was... Very popular still, wasn't he? Yeah. What, what, he just couldn't handle the success but, of... I had a good point. Uh, you mentioned we were watching it last night about the Bradley Cooper version. Yeah, in that he, he suffered from tinnitus... And mm. like that hearing loss that he got because of the t- um, tinnitus, tinnitus, I don't mm-hmm. know how you say it. I think you can probably Both. say it either way. Um, and I really like that stuff drives you freaking nuts. Like having that constant tone. I had it for a couple of days yeah. and I thought I just, I can't, I wouldn't be able to live permanently like that. It was freaking just insane Yeah, because you lose like a certain amount. You can't hear a certain amount. 
and it was just it was nuts imagine living your whole life like that so it was like the alcoholism was like a it wasn't a like an obviously had an addictive personality and that kind of thing but i think that it was probably him self-medicating because of the just going nuts because of this tinnitus and he also had like it's the first time that they've sort of given that character more of a backstory because he talks about his family talks about um mental health issues and that sort of never come up before the the other characters all seem to be completely ruined by the success of you know their now partner well that's what i was going to ask you so the original one just to um touch on that one first um so they it's purely that they meet um like backstage is it kind of no, like the so 50s she, one? she no it's got elements of the 50s one but so she's um she's trying to get a job in hollywood and she's trying to be an extra and all that sort of stuff and she's just failing completely she's down to her last few dollars and this person who she's become friends with says i've got a job for you it's it's waiting tables at this you know famous gig because he's an assistant director or something like Mm. that and um so she goes in and is handing out hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that and doing her impersonations of famous ladies like Jean Harlow and stuff like that um and then he's just enamored by her thinks she's really beautiful um he goes out the back while she's cleaning up the dishes Mm -hmm. and um yeah says like I can drive you home and yeah, ah, so it's got the driving element. Yes, it does. Ah. And and it has that first thing where just as he's dropping her off, he says, um, Esther, or one of the phones is doing something. Yeah. Um, I don't know whose it is. But he says, Esther, and she turns around and he says, I just wanted another look. So, and of course, he says that at the end of the movie as well. So that has happened in every single movie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Can I, can I ask you the so the 1930 version? Uh, was she a singer at all, or was it no? Ah, that's interesting. Strictly acting. So, and they did that whole scene um, that's in the 54 version where they're trying to um, change her eyebrows and give her a different lip and mm. uh, give her different hair and try and figure out what she needs to look for uh, look like. Mm. And they give her it's it's quite. Funny, actually, she walks in one door. Oh, no, that happens in the 54 version where she walks in one door and she's like, oh, let me send you over to this person. Let me send you over to this person. And all of a sudden she's, you know, out the building. Mm. Um, It's similar in this one, except she speaks with the publicist dude and he gives her her own backstory. Like she starts telling him, I'm from South Dakota and he's like, no, 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 that's no good. And he gives her a new story and then they throw around ideas for a name and that you know come up with Vicky Lester and so the original is sort of sort of playing with the idea that this the public knows that their stars are made mm. um so there's a little bit of like a um I don't know what you would call it like a, a look behind the curtain but it's sort of a, a look behind that everyone's sort of aware of so it's sort yeah. of celebrating it and um and showing the dirty side at the same time. I don't know. There's no um, couch scenes though, because <laughs> that's the really dirty side. <laughs> it's really, it's really interesting that the <clears throat> if the first one was uh, an actor and another actor, mm. and then the the second one it was an actor and an actress, but the actress 
because of the 50s was a very musical era for, for movies she got into the, the the musical side of things yeah and those last three movies everyone met in a bar yeah so each time it was a bar and she was singing yeah so although strictly speaking i guess the 54 version um they met beforehand because at the charity at the, event yeah which was like raising money for film producers. <laughs> Is that what it was? I can't it was even something remember. Something like that. Yeah. It was. Like, I think that was the charity. So it's interesting though, because I was reading somewhere that even the first version is based on another film. Well, they're saying it was stolen from the idea was stolen, stolen. from another film, but I didn't go I into think... too much detail of of what that. Well, I, I saw the name of it. What Hollywood price something. Is Hollywood. Yeah, something and like that. It's not really. It's, this film is about a, a career of a waitress who takes off when she meets a, a drunken Hollywood producer. But mm. I mean, that is similar. But I think the themes in all the films are different. And so. I think that story is kind of it's redone a lot, regardless. But absolutely, the um, the original Norman Maine was sort of based off John Barrymore, who is very well known alcoholic, and he was actually initially going to play that role but he couldn't even remember his lines he was just so sloshed all the time oh wow so i just think it's really interesting that in the second one you've got um judy garland playing Mm -hmm. the the pious one i guess and she's actually the one who's suffering in real life i know i actually looked into that a little bit so the production of that particular movie was delayed by nine months because she had to check in like, was it delayed nine months or did it take nine months to film? Oh, I might have got that wrong. I think it may have taken nine months to film, but yeah. like, or some, yeah. It was she was ridiculous. just missing in action half of the time. So apparently the first part of the movie, she was like really on point and made mm. sure she was really clean. And then by the end of it, she was having to take, you know, two weeks to go and get off all the pills that she was on. So sad. So did you, sad. the version that you watched, did it have all the stills? Yeah, so I also looked that up as well. Um, Lewis didn't actually watch the whole movie because I watched it on a day off. Yeah. It's like three hours long. Oh, my God, it's an epic. I watched that yesterday as well as the 76 version. Wow. I feel a star is born out. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you are by now. Yeah, we sort of spaced ours out a little bit. And um, the stills are because originally when the film was released, um, the – um, whoever was editing it edited it down mm. um, for time. Yeah, and because so, it's so freaking long. <laughs> and then they, the um, director wanted to put out what he – because it actually cut out a lot of story. Yeah. And so um, he wanted to put bits back in, but they didn't have all of the footage, but they had all of the dialogue. So yeah. they just put in stills from the um, it was production. Bizarre, wasn't it? Like I think – I read that before I watched it and I kind of appreciate that I watched it bef- that I read that information before I watched it because I think did you find it kind of jarring? Yeah, I must admit like it was a bit jarring at first, but then once you got used to it it was fine. It was kind of interesting seeing the still shots. Yeah. So what were, what were these stills? So about Basically, 40 minutes in, I think, it, yeah. um, they had the dialogue still, mm. but um, for some scenes they didn't have the the, the footage. footage. Oh, so the because footage I think lost. it was re-entered in, 19, was it 1983? Yeah, I think I think so. that these extra bits put in the director's side, oh. I wanted people to see my original vision, um, and they found all of the dialogue and the stills, but they had lost the actual film. So um, they put this – it's only about five minutes worth, yeah. but it's not five minutes in one big um, 
part. Like it's not five minutes there's of stills. There's different scenes. Yeah. There's diff- yeah. yeah, it spreads out over, the, I, I would say, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, Where probably. there's little bits and pieces that are just the still. So the still comes up as like a slideshow or is it just one picture? Just it's, one, yeah, one it's one picture and it sort of zooms in on whoever's talking. Mm. So I've seen that in other films as well. Mm. So I think it must have been a thing over the years. Yeah, if they lost footage, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because I've seen still. it before and I've gone, what the hell's going on? And then yeah. you're like, oh, you think it's like an aesthetic choice, but it's not. It's no. Just because- <laughs> yeah, they've lost the footage at some point. Did you, have you got, I, obviously, let's not um, just say the latest one is the favourite one because obviously out of all four of them it probably is. Mm. Um, between the 76 version and the 54 version, do you have a favourite? Hands down, 54. Now, what's the reason behind that? Um, 76, I thought was just two reasons. The songs were oh, so gosh, like, they were bad. it was I just like, the 54 and then I'm going to move too. my hands over here and sing about my left hand and my right now hand. Now I'm going to ride a horse. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like that direct thing. I think we got a lot of that in the seventies and the eighties where people would actually like the lyrics to songs were a bit sort of lame like that yeah so the lyrics of the songs really annoyed me I thought the singing was completely out of place and I didn't really think that the acting was that great and I might offend some people here I didn't think that Streisand was any good at all and Chris Christopherson oh my god if he sung one more time I'll show myself in the face because <laughs> you wa- you much. watched that with Kat didn't yeah. you the full version yeah so I watched that last night and initially I, when I started watching it, I thought, oh, I actually quite enjoy this. I'm, I'm enjoying Barbara Streisand's casual um, acting nature, like it seems improvised-ish. Mm. Um, and some of the scenes, like she she did the whole thing where she wanted to uh, record live as well. Um, or yeah, So there's some of those scenes, like there's a piano scene where she forgets her song. I mean, that's, that's all improvised and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but as the movie went on, like I liked her attitude. I liked that she was a woman of the times who was like a bit of a feminist. Uh, but towards the end, like we have rung the spoiler bell, she walks in on her husband, um, you know, in bed with yeah. someone and then they're having this whole argument. I love you. I hate you. And he's, she's biting his lip and I'm like, are oh, you feel it's real? And then they like go off and I'm like, dude, he freaking fucked another woman <laughs> yeah i know and five minutes later you're making out with him i, I love and you're a feminist <laughs> i love the reporters trying to get the interview after that i know oh, she's like, like, lying in bed still naked yeah. and she's like so can i do that interview now <laughs> no get like, out i of did my, my part she looked like um oh. shelly duvall oh i wonder Don't if it was no she what it wasn't oh. she just looked like shelly mm. duvall and i was like oh interesting hmm. but I, it, it was very 70s and there were bits of it that i really enjoyed but i i found the 1954 version really hard to watch really i think the music just annoyed me and i'm like oh she's singing again didn't you oh, find the casual racism again. so endearing? Oh, yeah, that was a bit off. <laughs> Which bits? <laughs> <laughs> there were so many. Um, yeah, I, I I, suppose I watched it yesterday. Like I had to download it onto my phone. That's how I watched them because I, that's, uh. I just downloaded it off iTunes. And um, 
I just sort of watched it and every time she started singing, I was like, All right, I'll just put that in my pocket and go and do something. <laughs> it's just, oh, and some of them are like, oh, I might just, how long is this song? And I'm like moving it forward because the songs were but that's, just irritating. That's the thing, back in the the, um, the 50s and the 60s, when they had a musical, the songs would go on forever. Mm. It was like, maybe, I don't know if Bollywood was around at the time, but <laughs> it was like that. that's where they were getting their inspiration from. Speaking of going forever, what was that freaking last song in um, the the 1976 version where she's like it's after Norman Maine's oh sorry John Norman oh, when he has yeah. died yeah. Mm. and she's on stage and it starts out as this and she's talking about touch and my body mm. and a, a, oh. arousing and I'm like oh my god please stop talking about that and then it's it so turns into this watch. like rock opera type thing and she's dancing and I think they've done the tight zoom so you can't see her bad dancing I'm like oh Barbara Babs Stop with Babs. the dancing. Babs. Just before it went all rock, I said to Lewis, oh, my God, she's going to do a meatloaf. And then all of a sudden it rocked out. <laughs> it, was like, it was like she was doing a bad meatloaf impersonation. Oh, it was so hard to watch. Yeah. So embarrassing. The lyrics, I think, came from, you know, that first bit where he's on stage and before he goes off to get the motorcycle. I think yeah. they were the lyrics that he was singing then. Um, oh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think some of that was that, but it was awful. I did not feel a thing for those characters. No. You can't connect. For some reason, I've only seen the two versions, so the, the Streisand mm. and the Bradley Cooper mm. one, but I just found, like, with Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand, there was no – it was – their relationship was terrible. That's probably because they hated yeah. each other. And I just – well, yeah, I suppose <clears> that's <throat> the thing as well. But, yeah, I just felt like on screen it was terrible and there was no, like, backstory – like there was a backstory, but they weren't explored on either side. Like, yeah, there was no she balance. She just came out of nowhere. There was no balance between the two characters and like trying to learn more. But I just, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. But I mean, I haven't seen the other, the other two versions either, but apparently was Judy Garland praised quite a bit for her role? She only, she lost the, um, she was nominated for an Oscar and she lost it by six votes to Jean Kelly. I was going to say, she, she and was it, really. And for forever, everyone's like, that was stolen from her yeah okay yeah I thought she was she was really good for the time like you know acting styles have changed over the years mm. storytelling's and, changed yeah, yeah and for that era I think she did really well especially when she's talking to the producer in that in the uh, just after she's getting her makeup and she's yeah. just really um it's a fantastic scene I wonder if she's drawing from her own experiences I know the director yeah. made her do it over and over and over again to the point where she was extremely emotional that she actually threw up mm. so um it was probably the alcohol she had before but let me <laughs> <laughs> oh love I just it, it's interesting that it had such a troubled production and so did the 76 version because Chris Chris got uh Chris Christopherson has been quoted as saying that Barbara Streisand cured him of filmmaking because it was so horrible. And then the director wrote an op-ed piece that was released the day that the movie came out Mm. about how horrible it was to work with Barbara Streisand. She was manipulative, controlling and just egotistical and absolutely horrible to work with. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's interesting because I always like got the idea that she was kind of a nice person. Yeah. Apparently not. Who knows? I think you can't always take what other people say because it could have been a personal matter at some point. Mm. I don't know. Well, and also in 1976, people just didn't like strong females. That's exactly right. And she was a strong female, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I I had to watch the credits just so I could get to the bit where it said um, Miss Streisand's uh, costume 
from dot 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 her closet. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I did enjoy that. I don't think Lady Gaga's costume in the uh, late latest version was from her closet. No, it wasn't quite fancy enough. No. It's from a linen closet. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just weird though because it's like um, she she looks so good because like this is it's actually an acting job for her because yeah. it's such a departure from the real person mm. uh, like when when you just look at her it's like you know she looks like a a normal person and then you know apparently she just like you know had such issues with the character that as soon as they stopped filming she had to dye her hair back to platinum blonde straight mm. away yeah um, yeah, so it's very interesting because you, you, you watched a, uh, a documentary about her afterwards and kind of... Oh, is that the five foot two one? Yeah. I watched that as well. I Because I, I don't like know a lot about Gaga. Like, I know she does music. I know yeah. I could probably recognise a couple of her songs if you played them, but a lot of them I probably wouldn't even recognise because I don't listen to a lot of... Pop. Well, a lot of commercial Station. radio. Yeah, I'm the same. I listen to more podcasts now, but um, you know, even when I wasn't listening to podcasts, I was listening to more like Triple J and yeah. you know those kind of stations. And of course, you know, Radio Fremantle to listen to you guys. <laughs> but the yeah, so I was kind of I was taken with her in this movie because I thought, oh my goodness, like she's so like natural. I wonder if this is like kind of based on her a little bit. And I just thought that she came across so well. I thought. I'd flick on this um, Netflix special that was on. Was it Five Foot Two, is it? Yeah, Lady Gaga, Five Foot Two, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. And I watched it and I was just appalled. I couldn't believe what a prima donna she was. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you get that from it? Um, so I think in comparison, because I remember Lady Gaga when she first came out and she was wearing all the weird outfits and mm-hmm. things like that. And then when I seen her in this... Um, documentary she was incredibly toned down and it was just in time when she was releasing her new album called joanne if you listen to joanne it's actually a really nice album Mm. compared to her other stuff but i do think she is a diva absolutely yeah um a little bit so and i but i think she come from a really wealthy background anyway i was gonna say i wonder if that's because she's been given every she really has and i hate to say that and i think that's horrible to say oh you know she's only successful because she she's come from that background but she she did she's genuinely she did. talented yeah she's uh, absolutely amazing songwriter she's uh, uh, there's a lot of things i appreciate absolutely. about her but yeah i mean i'm not a big fan of her music but i think i like the control that she has mm. about her image and all that sort of stuff i'm like doing i i kind of wondered whether she did that for the publicity side of things which there's no harm in doing that at all no um, you know, if that's part of the image that you put across. But I thought, oh, my goodness, as a person, she must be quiet. But I, the the documentary didn't do it for me. The documentary that I watched, because um, we got the Blu-ray version of A Star Is Born, that's what we watched last night. Lewis, bless his cotton polyester socks. Did he fall asleep? Well, he was getting a little bit sleepy. And he's like, right, I'm going to leave it there. He, he left it before he commit suicide no no no. i left it before he pissed himself on stage oh, i was like yeah. i'm exactly. leaving i'm leaving yeah. at the high point for them both and i'm yeah. going to bed <laughs> yeah and he hadn't started drinking again yet yeah. so lewis left the room and i stayed up drinking whiskey and oh, <laughs> and watching the rest of the movie soul. no it was fine um and so i watched the special of um not special effects sorry the special feature and there was something on the making of the movie and how like it really helped to get into the character you know stripping back to her natural hair color mm-hmm. or closer to her natural hair color 
and you know not wearing makeup and that kind of thing really got her into the character and um and kind of allowed her to act completely differently and I was just like wow like that's so freeing so in a way I'm kind of glad that I did watch five foot two because she's a great actress oh yeah oh yeah she like, really is no two ways about it she's brilliant mm. like if someone can act so naturally like that yeah. she should do more acting she is talented and that's why you know it is yeah and same as singing she's so talented mm. I love that scene at the start where she's at the drag bar and it's out the back and he comes out the back and she's it's a very natural improvised feel like that it felt natural yeah and I know some of those bar scenes were completely improvised Uh, I think they're one of the drag queens all of their all of um, her lines basically that were written were not used in the final cut it was all just what came out naturally and I think I appreciated that and I think the um the Babs version as well had that improvised feeling at the start and then it got into you know the more formulaic oh, stuff felt like tangent city really <laughs> it was just like oh what are they doing now oh no just oh. now they're riding horses yeah. i know i've mentioned that before but i just it, it is weird it, yeah <laughs> one of the things i i appreciate is like when you see the the evolution of uh of film like from the 1930s version mm. to the 1950s version like you know 20 plus years between the films and there was a you know distinct difference in the in the way 17 years only, oh, only 17. and then 22 years between the oh, 54 right. and 76 so 17 years and so much happened mm, mm. you're right and then but then 54 to 76 there's a again a massive mm. i mean it's like you look at the the 54 version and the lead actor is like a, a, a hopeless alcoholic but he sounds so posh you know it's like well, he's english yeah but it's just like it's just such a you know then the next version of him is kind of like this really gruff and grizzled kind of character. So it's just interesting to see how it progressed along. Yeah. And then in the 76 version, you got the introduction of uh, of boobs in it. But it Oh, I was... know. When she started taking her top off, I'm like, Babs, no. But she, she kept like... You, know, you, got a, <gasps> you didn't see nipplage. You, you got a glimpse of like side boob. I think there was a, yeah. the plunging neckline at one point. She oh, was yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. But they went, we really need to get some tits in this movie. And they went, how do we do that? And they went, ah, I know, we'll get the reporter oh, yeah. to be in the swimming pool naked. That's yeah. how we do it. And, yeah. and so then you get the boobs in there. I um, When I was looking at Babs on screen, I was like, she's 34 when she's doing this. Did she not have children? Because she, her amazing, her body is amazing. Her boobs look amazing. I don't know if she's got kids or not. I'm not sure. I, sh- I should probably look that up. But, um, yeah, Wikipedia I, was very, will help us. I was very impressed. Yeah, but then we go to the uh, 2018 version. And uh, Lady Gaga's, you know, not shy, but, uh, you know, she was like, you know, it was very much like, you know, if you want to see the boobs, you're going to have to watch this on Blu-ray and be very quick on the pause button because they, they you were... You see they, a nipple. They were... They, they, they did, I think you see her completely naked at one point, but like... Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you would have to pause it. it. You would, yes. Yeah. And I, a lot of people will, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just really interesting to see, like, just how, you know, things change. Like, mm. you know, back in... I, I don't know about the... the 30s version but the 50s version that uh, the racism casual racism side of things which they wouldn't have seen at the time they would have just gone oh look she's being a Chinese person and putting a lampshade on her head mm. and acting is but now it's kind of like going well that's really you know inappropriate mm. but that's the thing is like you know things change people start to understand that some things aren't 
right and then that that, that that's cool but uh we still need to look at the the past to realize we shouldn't re- repeat those kind of things did you feel like the name the oreos was sort of um a bit off in the 1976 completely version completely off i was like mm, i'm not comfortable with that name <laughs> But, you know, I'm sure it was perfectly um, okay. appropriate in 76, apparently. Um, you know, um, Barbara and her... Oh, um, because... The name of the group she was, was she called was, the Oreos. She was in between yeah. two black women. Yeah. And she was a white person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. It's I, I When I heard it, I was going, oh, that's a joke. It's a pun because there's two black women yeah. and a white woman and she's a cream filling. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Nah, there was nothing sweet about that performance. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I'm probably the only person who didn't see it on the big screen, The Star is Born, mm. and I feel that that is the reason I probably don't love it as much as all of you. Oh, and I, I, not, I also I, felt like it... it I'm, not a lo- I'm not saying I, I, I love love it, like love it, love it. I mean, uh, it's, it's a good film... Uh, but like, um, and I think Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga do a good job in their acting roles, but it's not breaking any new ground at all in this film. I feel like if I watched it on the big screen, I may have been able to understand what Bradley Cooper had said. Said, yeah. I, I found it extremely hard to understand the majority of what he was saying, and I'm normally not that bad. I oh. feel like I, I, I wish I had watched it with headphones on or something. I didn't have that opportunity. But I felt like it was rushed. Like in the 76 version, um, they don't even kiss until 50 minutes in. I just felt like everything was really quick and then her stardom was really quick. And I know they've got a lot to get through and that's why it felt rushed. But I also felt like it was completely unbelievable. Like, like, oh, look, she just gets discovered in a bar and look, and now they're falling in love and now they're banging. And I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't get into it, but I did cry at the end when Lady Gaga was singing. Do you know that was record? Do you know the story mm, of that recording? Mm. Oh, that makes my heart break because I've read that before, before I watched it. Wait, what? I don't know if I know this. Cause so, that scene is, in- I, I cried like a friggin', like I was doing the, <laughs> when I was crying in this scene. So if, is it going to make me? Yeah. So her best friend had cancer um, and she got a phone call to say that, look, we think she's going to pass away. Do you want to come come in and see her? Yeah. And so she went to the bedside. She sat there with um, her best friend and her husband. Oh, I think this is in the documentary briefly, not the song part, but the fact that she had a friend with cancer. Yeah. yeah and okay. so she died and then she came back to set and oh. recorded that and Bradley Cooper was like, we can do this on a different day. And yeah. she's like, no, no, I'm ready. Let's do it. And they only recorded it once, I think. Mm. And he said, we got it. Oh, that seems hard, though. Oh, yeah, I, I watch You guys it. find that hard, but I do. I think I found it hard because I'd already read that and I thought, mm. oh, mercy. Like, she's how hard would that be to film that after, you know, being with your friend who's died? Like, full on. She's probably, I mean, horrible. As horrible as it sounds, she was probably also using that to to yeah. to, to, to fuel that performance. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. fine too. Mm. But yeah, I I found it very upsetting to watch. Mm. And I think the whole I sent you guys a message that I think I probably should have explained a bit better. And I think that was I think I said something like "you fucking piece of shit." <laughs> like I excuse my swearing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I, you really brought out the swearing today. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. I I. Th- the, and you guys are like, oh, wow, because you thought I meant the movie, but I was talking about Bradley oh, Cooper's Bradley character Cooper. oh, yeah, because yeah. the whole time I was watching it, 
I was just going, you piece of shit. You <laughs> really? piece of shit. You piece of shit. I just felt, I, I found it hard to... Um, you couldn't see any redeeming features in him? Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think I have an issue with alcoholism. Um, and I mean, that's not very fair uh, because a lot of people have vices that they can't control. And I just got really angry with him a lot. I don't know. Yeah, but I see. I sympathise completely so with him I. because, like, <laughs> he was just in so like he was so like such a tortured soul. Yeah. And you know, I think that that's the thing is that like he was an alcoholic. No two ways about it. I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but I think that it was more like his mental health was the problem. Yeah. And I think that the really sad thing is that like he went and he got help for the alcoholism. But he never really fixed his mental health problems. Yeah, because it shouldn't have taken such a little thing to make him commit suicide. Mm. Because uh, I don't think that's such a that's troubled childhood a too. Good didn't he? thing to say at all because sometimes it just takes a little. No, thing well, to that, tick you well over that's the what edge. I mean. Like it's if he clearly has mental health issues mm. because you know if if you would if you didn't have health issues and because the whole thing is. Uh, the manager comes in and says, you can't tour with her. You're going to wreck her life. You need, yeah. She's humiliated. And he says all these really horrible things, which just throws him off the deep end. Um, and that's why he commits suicide. Uh, whereas the old versions, it's like, oh, I can't take being, you know. Second fiddle. Mm. Second mm. fiddle. Mm. And I think this actually gave you a real reason why he – like. A, an understandable reason why he would commit suicide because he's clearly got mental health issues because if somebody said that to someone who didn't have mel- mental health issues they may have just gone oh fuck you mate whatever mm. um but he clearly has issues so what when i'm saying you know such a little thing i just mean you know he was just at his limit mm. yeah do you know i just wrote talking this through i just realized that you could almost a real life uh, like version of A Star Is Born with um, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Y- yeah, you could actually. Because that was pretty much their thing was yeah. that they, he was the, he was a star. She got stardom through him. He couldn't handle like, I mean, his is a bit, he wasn't on the downside, but just the stardom was getting to him and, mm. and then obviously mental health issues and those kind of things as well. And then he killed himself. And then she and drugs and drugs, yeah, copious amounts of drugs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she continued on, but it just like when you're talking about it, it's going, hang on, this sounds very familiar. And I went, oh, okay, that's that's what that story was. But again, with yeah. with Kurt Cobain, he suffered from mental health mm. issues, and I think that's the the best thing that this version has done was was shine a light on the fact that you know this is not just about alcoholism. This mm. is about the fact that he's got long standing mental health mm. issues from mm-hmm. living with a father who had alcoholism and, you know, he's got long-standing issues. It's not just like, oh, well, he's an alcoholic. So, yeah, and he can't yeah. deal with the fact that his wife is really popular. Yeah, I see. I think they dropped that completely from this one because I don't think it was necessarily about – I think you were saying before, like, it wasn't like he wasn't famous. Like, he was still mm. popular. Like, you know, people were still, you know, going to see his concerts and things. So it wasn't yeah. like he lacked fame. It was that um, he just couldn't perform mm. because of his mental health and things. Yeah, because you, you, we've seen recently a few uh, very famous, like Limp Biscuits. Um, is it Limp Biscuit? 
uh, oh, dude. Is it Lincoln Park? Lincoln Park, Park, thank yeah. you, who committed suicide. Yeah. And um, Avicii, Avicii, did he commit suicide as well? I or think did he pass away from I have a feeling that it might have been. Oh, did they release details on it? I'm not sure. I think sure. people sort of wondered he was whether young. it was. He was 27, I think. Was he tw- I feel like he was 27. Yeah. But I feel like there's been a few very famous people yeah. recently who have committed suicide and it just goes to show you really don't know what's going on no. with somebody. Absolutely. And you think, oh, that, why would they do that? They've got everything that they could mm. possibly want. But, I mean, you look at Jackson Maine and mm. he goes to the shops and people are taking photos mm. of him and it's like, oh, I would hate that. I would hate to be famous. Well, yeah. I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's on the next show that we, we talk about podcasts, but I'm just going to briefly insert here that uh, if you that uh, loss of anonymity thing, listen to David Tennant's podcast. Yeah. Because he interviews, he's a famous person interviewing famous people. Yeah. And that always comes up, is yeah. how do you deal with that? And I would I would hate it. I, like, uh, you know, the, the idea that you couldn't just go down to your local shops without people bothering you and stuff would just you know do my head in. So yeah, I can I can see see where that you know the the the, the uh, negative side of of uh, fame could be a real burden. As oh well. yeah, I don't even like to go to the shops and bump into something somebody I know. If I, know. I don't feel please don't see someone I know. Please don't see someone I know. I know <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? Because sometimes you just want to go in, grab one thing, and go home. Or you've had a really busy day and the last thing you want to do is stop and talk to somebody. Have you ever done the thing where you see someone and you're like, they haven't seen you yet. So you like jump yes. back and then you're like, try. Uh, <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. jump back, but like kind of like divert. I went to the shop. your eyes so it looks like you. And then you're like, oh, that's right. I need to go into this other aisle. No. <laughs> Did they I see to, me? I went to Carousel the other week because I was like, oh, I might pop over there. I might. I want to buy something. I thought, oh, actually, I might have brunch while I'm here. So I went and had brunch, and then I was walking out, and I was walking along, and I saw a girl that I used to go to school with. I knew it was going to be a really, really long conversation if we saw each other. So I kind of went, oh, yeah, I might go this way to go to that shop. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> so we've all done it. Yeah. And this is Regular. a clear indication of why none of us want to be famous. <laughs> Oh, Rich, yes, famous. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I could, could, couldn't imagine it. Actually, one, we touched on the fact that uh, Bradley Cooper's character kills himself in this film. Oh, it's such a full-on scene, and, isn't it? Uh, I started crying as soon as he gave the dog the steak. Yeah, oh. I knew straight away. I was like, And then that I poor knew. puppy dog just sitting outside the so door. I got so upset oh. because it's not like the first two. The first two, he dives himself into the ocean yeah. and that's his way of killing himself, oh, okay. which is a very... So, yeah, it happened in the yeah, 37 yeah, version. And then what? 76 version, it was unclear as to whether he'd had an accident mm. or whether he killed himself. So, yeah. so in uh, the 30s version, he also went for a swim? Yeah, so he overhears this conversation between his wife and the producer mm. that's friends with them saying, I'm going to give up, um, you know, and she puts her head in her hands and she's bawling because she realises this dream of hers is gone. Mm. Um but the love for her husband is so strong that she just that's what she's decided to do. And he says, you know, oh, I'm going to go for a morning swim. Do you want to come? And she's like, no. And takes off his gown and, and hops into the ocean. So, so in the first, I, I think... I can't those... think of... I think it would be hard to drown yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you're making a conscious decision to, to not... Yeah. To go mm. and your body has like natural fighting mechanisms. Yeah, that that's like what I was thinking. Like, it, yeah, it, it must be. You have to have a lot of 
willpower mm. or just to be genuinely very sad because even like they say when people who hang themselves like your body's urge to, uh-huh. to stop halfway through because yep. it's just a fighting thing mm. but yeah i couldn't have, yeah that, drowning that's, talking about it's making me really that's, un- uncomfortable yeah. that's the reason i think though those first ones they didn't want to go these people committed suicide they yeah. left the Harold Holt mystery there. Yeah. They were just Maybe like, they yeah. went to another that, country, yeah. picked up by the what was it, a submarine. Isn't that one of the theories? <laughs> yeah. but in the, it was like picked up by the communists. <laughs> I swear that's one of the theories. It, had, oh, it would not surprise me. But in the oh. in the 70s version, they were going to have him commit suicide outright. Mm. But mm. then they were like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's leave it ambiguous and let's have a car accident instead. Because he does kind of say goodbye to the dogs, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does say yeah. goodbye. He says, I want to look at you one more time. Mm. Uh, it, it's clear to me that he's out to possibly do that. And he's driving really that. recklessly. Mm. Well, 160 miles an hour look that up it's like almost 300 k's an hour yeah mm. like that's it's pretty reckless insane mm. so i and he's driving recklessly as yeah. well like he's but i think it's more of a um let's see if i can cheat death and if i die well then big deal yeah, i don't care i'm true. done anyway um but yeah the the scene in um oh what was i gonna say the you know the scene at at the bar, I think it's in the 54 version where um, the old guy says to him, or not old guy, the publicist dude said, I'm not your friend. Yeah. That happens in the 37 version and it is heartbreaking. Mm. I think the 37 version might actually be my favourite version. Wow. And even though it's like it is definitely a movie of its time, mm. um, which is fine. And it also reminded me quite a lot of Singing in the Rain because that's mm. a very similar um, story old where... Hollywood old hollywood kind yeah of. and and he finds her um singing in a chorus line at a party mm. thinks she's amazing um they sort of start a relationship and then she becomes famous because she's the voice of this um you know lady who has a terrible voice for the silent movies anyway anyway um <laughs> so yeah it is a, a common theme but the 37 version i just felt and, and janet gaynor was amazing she's she'd won an oscar before so in the final scene oh one of the you know, when she's getting her Oscar in this film, that's her actual Oscar that she had won oh, a couple cool. of years ago. So, and she was nominated for an Oscar and I think she did so well. Um, how do we feel about all the Norman Maines? Cause I don't think I like James Mason. I, I didn't like any of them. I thought that they were so corny. I don't think that any of them had any depth. And I think that's the one thing that happened in the the newer version is that they had a lot more depth to yeah. his character yeah and less was, of her i reckon i felt like it was more his movie than hers so did i really yeah, yeah. i felt like she was a secondary character i did yeah huh but i still think more could have been explored on his side but that's just me i'm a character i love character movies yeah like character, yeah but. yeah maybe it was a little bit more his movie it explored his background a little bit more. Yeah, mm. they brought up his childhood. Because did his Which dad hang himself with a belt as well? I couldn't actually. I really found it no, extraordinarily it hard to understand him. What it was, was him the... talking about his first attempt at suicide. Right. So he oh. talked about the fan falling out because he hung himself from a fan. That's right. The fan fell out from the roof and he talked about how it cut him or something. And they laughed about it. And yeah. I found that really disturbing. Mm. So Especially I missed... when we get to the end, I was like, 
I missed that whole bit because I thought he was talking about his dad com- trying to commit so did suicide I. in that scene. Oh. So did I. But it, Unless, he was talking about himself, was he? I thought it was his Oh, maybe dad. he found his dad then and maybe well, the fan hit him. I'm not sure. You've watched it twice though. Yeah. You've probably got I trust the- your <laughs> gauge on this because I it was so long ago that I saw yeah. it. It's all right. Someone can tell us the yes, proper truth well, when they can. see it on our podcast. Fast forward to that. Um, <laughs> so what did you guys actually score on Unscripted for um, A Star Is Born? Do you remember? Well, I didn't actually review it. I saw it in cinemas after um, I missed the preview. Yeah. But I loved it and it was actually in my top 10. Oh, that's but right. But if I... I think it was because of the emotional impact that I yeah. felt immediately from watching the film because I cried so much. I don't think it would have been in my top 10. Um, but yeah, yeah, now looking back, I don't think it is a top 10 film for me. I don't know why it is in there. Um, and I still, I just don't think, I think it was just that initial. Yeah. And I think it was maybe because also, you know, when you're dealing with something and then you see something and then it's like you make a connection and then it makes you more sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe that's why I'm feeling more emotional about this film. It is yeah. quite a moving movie. Yeah. You do feel that emotion. And I think that, did you cry? No. Oh, you're so I, tough. I reckon you might have shed a tiny little tear. Come on, Lewis, tell us, tell no, us the truth. I was, I was really just annoyed. Like, uh, yeah. like, yeah. I, annoyed at him, or annoyed at the story, or. Um, well, see, the thing is, like, the this is a, a film uh, as as we now know that's been made, you know, at least four times, maybe more. Mm. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it has because there were some other like non English versions of it. Um, the it's. I thought they could have changed it. I thought they could have actually had it where he comes good and then, you know, survives and, you know, just have a spin on this this film. But they didn't. I think people would have been very annoyed. Mm. Yeah. But because it changes the whole thing at the end, like the, Things, you know. And I think it's a yeah. really important message to get out there. Watching it second time, I felt like she really abandoned him. I did really? too. Oh, yeah, yeah but I only saw it once because I feel like you know she's still going off and, but I felt like she was really controlled, like I feel like, I, oh, controlled by the manager dude. Yeah, I just felt like where is your balls, woman? Like stand up for your what you believe in mm. and mm. you know um, support your partner. Yeah. yeah, I just felt like if she, it's like she knew didn't want to deal drinking. with it. Yeah, maybe. Like it was just too much. Like even when she came and saw him in the sanitarium, yeah. Um, I felt like she was there was too much forgiveness. Does that make like too it, quickly? Yeah, like she embraces him when he comes home, like heaps, doesn't she? Well, Where I just felt, I would be weary. I'd be like, hmm, like really? Well, I'd be worried. Not weary. Sorry, I'd be worried. I felt mm. like she leaves him so quickly, like to go out and do yeah. stuff. Yeah, Where I would be like oh, my God, are you okay? Like, I need to be following you around to make sure you're okay kind of thing. Whereas she's just Not like, necessarily that, but, like, setting up some sort of, like... Support system. Support, yeah. yeah. Because, because he's out in the sticks. Yeah. He's out in the sticks. He's not got anyone around him that's, like, close. Like, he's not hanging out with friends or anything like yeah. that. Mm. But when she leaves him to go to the awards thing, of course he's going to drink himself into a stupor because she knew that he was drinking again. Mm. And she kind of just went, all right, I'll meet you there. And then that happens mm. and you think, oh. I didn't actually realise at first that he was peeing himself. I was like, why is everyone going, oh, and then I realised. Because when he went to sit down with her, he said something about the toilet and then, oh. yeah. 
I didn't realize this that. Really, that doesn't happen in any of the versions, though, does it? No, no. they they all just make fools of themselves, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's always at an awards thing. So yeah. the um the early one was um actually they were both uh sorry the last two were the Grammys and yeah, the, the first, first one two were the Oscars. Oscars, yeah. yeah. And the the second one where Norman comes up and says, "I I need a job." No, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, in that English, I need a job. <laughs> need a job. I need a job. <laughs> it was kind of heartbreaking. And in the first one, like I can't remember. Does does um does he in the last one does she get slapped accidentally by him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, she does. I've seen the. the I mean, I was watching some. Because it happens. And he does in, something. He doesn't mean to do it. Oh, uh, okay. Gets because because yeah. that happens in every single version. Then, so oh. the, did it happen in the Streisand? I must have missed yeah, that. Yeah, it did. Um, I can't she, remember at what point. Um, did he purposely hit her in the Streisand one? Uh, I can't remember. No. Because in the thirty, uh, sorry, in the fifty-four. Um, it was at it the awards the, night, at the yeah. which is exactly what back. happened in the the yeah. right. thirty-seven version. I thought it happened at the Grammys in the. 76 version they're all like meshing together because i've watched them all so closely is 54 and 37 version very very similar it sounds like they are um apart from the musical thing they Mm. are but also um the difference is that uh, um judy garland's version doesn't have much self-belief and in the um 37 version um the janet Gaynor character um vicky lester really has almost a delusional belief Mm. in her being able to make it because it's really hard to make it in Hollywood mm-hmm. and she's like no I'm maybe I'm going to be that one in 10,000 you yeah. know she just really has a little bit too much belief <laughs> yeah. so um yeah the characters are different and also the Norman main character is quite depressing in the first one and the second one I feel like he sort of is a bit more I'm like is he even a drunk like he's you never really see him drinking that much no so but they refer to him being a drunk <clears throat> they do so mm. Anyway, I suppose we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting when you get the opportunity to to look at a movie mm. that's literally evolved uh, over the course of cinema. Mm. Like because uh, the, the the 30s, the um, yeah, the silent film era would have uh, you know, ended like a you know, in that time period, and then you move into the talking films, and then years later you get the musical films yeah and then we get into the you know musical films mainly filmed on sound stages so very little outside work then you get into the 70s and you start opening things up and you get a bit more uh, on location shoots and there's all that stuff that's outside and that sort of thing and then obviously we've got the modern version as well so it's yeah. really interesting to, to to break down and see how a film has evolved over that that period of time so and i must say like i even though i said i didn't really enjoy the most recent version that much i thought the acting was phenomenal on both parts yeah. mm-hmm. and i think it just fell a little bit with the storyline and and some of the songs are amazing like i've been listening to them um that shallow song is amazing yeah and the i'm alone in my house yeah i like that one and the one that he sings that is like his number one favorite of his best song that he sings oh, that all black, the time black eyes or whatever it is mm. um, like something 
Um, I know the one you're talking about. I don't know what it's called, though. I but. guess the way of any old ways, Dad. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, that no, seems to be the other one that he like sings him. at the concert, <laughs> that more sort of rocky kind of one. Uh, yeah. And I like that they had this, like, he's constantly singing that song because it is his number one hit, I guess. Mm. Um, and in the 76 version, Chris Christopherson's always starting every concert with the, uh, am I hallucinating you or are you hallucinating mm. me or imagining are you in my imagination or am I I'm like oh my god he just go so and have lame. some more LSD <laughs> anyway um, we haven't talked about the awesomeness that's um, Bradley Cooper at all because like the man is seriously hot he yeah. can act and he can sing like what the frag but he-, he had lots of training mm. I think because um Lady Gaga was very much like, we need to sing this live because lip syncing always looked like lip syncing. And I'm glad she did that. Mm. You know, I think it may ha- had a very big impact. Yeah. But anyway. And also they were singing it live in front of audiences as yeah. well. Yeah. And so it had that real concert feel. And like, you know, Kat all the way through, where, where are these concerts? Like, you know, who, who are they like you know, jumping in to just do a quick set so they can film this stuff? Yeah, they, there is details on mm. IMDb that go into it. And so they had to do things really quickly. And they also didn't have the mics on. So you ah. couldn't actually hear, unless you were right, right at the mm. front, you could sort of hear them singing, but there was no backtracking. So ah. they only heard the words and that was only if you were right at the front. And the bit where the audience is going, Ali, Ali, that was at one of Lady Gaga's concerts where ah. they told them, look, this is for this movie that we're filming, do yeah, this. Right. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. I like that. But I, I agree. Bradley Cooper had to, you know, he had to direct the film, mm. had to come in and learn how to sing. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I admire Lady Gaga for this film, I think you could throw her in the film, but without Bradley Cooper. I don't know. If yeah, it I don't either. think it would have like, worked. I think they both complement each other. Wonderfully. So well. I'm so impressed. And mm. I, I think he did deserve a Best Director nod. Mm. And oh, yeah. apparently he's embarrassed that he didn't get one. Really? I don't know where that's come from. Oh, who knows? I mean, some of that media stuff. Rubbish. I think maybe Lady Gaga has kind of overshadowed everything, unfortunately. Yeah, which is sad because I think he he's really the star of this film. Mm. And star is born. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just think he's really amazing in this. Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing he did for this, this role as well. Learned to play guitar. Oh, my God. His guitar playing is freaking amazing yeah. oh and he speaks french i watched him do <laughs> you know just, oh and he speaks french no by i the mean way. like we're talking about all the amazing things that bradley cooper can do he didn't i watched him do a french interview and he speaks french so he just took the he's like can i just take this out and then he just spoke french with the french interviewer that's so cool and like because he apparently lived in um there for six months or something oh cool <laughs> When he was twenty, to speak French. He was in Limitless, wasn't he? That one. Yeah. About yeah. He, he he's got that drug. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's found that drug and he's just using he it. He does. Yeah. Alrighty. Oh. Let's I, wrap it up. Yeah. Let's kill it. <sighs> Maybe we can do next time or sometime Bradley Cooper films. Because yeah. <laughs> he's been in some shockers too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think the idea of um, taking a, a film that's been remade uh, over you know different uh, periods as a really interesting kind of concept as well. Like I, I personally would find it interesting to grab the uh, Dracula films and do Dracula over hi- film cool. history. I reckon that'd be pretty sweet. I think we should sweet. do that at some point. Oh, mm. really? That's so much homework for me. I've not seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, let's move on. But anyway, Dra- just think with Dracula, you can start off in the, the silent era with Nosferatu and then do the 30s with um, the Bela Lugosi and then just go... Work your way up. Yeah. It's, it's Apparently just, we're doing the planning live on the podcast. <laughs> hey, Rachel, so where can they work. find us if they want to get in contact and like yell at us for getting facts wrong? Well, um, you're obviously listening to our podcast. If it's your first time listening, subscribe, rate and review so people can find us. Um, head on to our Facebook page. I must admit we don't put heaps up on there but please do start conversations on there so we can start conversations with you um if you've got any ideas for the show that you might be interested in hearing chuck them on the page and um we'll see what we think and we might <laughs> we'll consider it we'll mine you for information basically we're mining for ideas so um and also if you are uh, into somewhere where they don't swear and say naughty bits something you can play at work or in the car with kids you can listen to unscripted which is just general film reviews and a bit of news that's live on air at radio Fremantle or a podcast review rate subscribe all that jazz and if you're into all things disney listen to diz down under and again subscribe rate review there's lots of amazing disney stuff happening this year so it's now is the time to uh to subscribe definitely excellent catch you next time Bye. bye bye This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.